0: Hello and welcome to the d- 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 Daily Boys, brother, right here on the Resting Daily YouTube channel. Thank you for your patience, those of you that waited. Uh, I think it was SB3 that actually had the technical problems, all things considered. But a quick restart, and back we are. Back in business. SB3, how are you, my man?
2: I am doing well, restart uh, aside. It has been a crazy couple of days from the weekend with All Out, To, you know, uh, a pretty decent Monday Night Raw, a pretty decent funeral for NXT, uh, this generation, this era of NXT, and crazy news coming out of, of course, All Out, and then the big news from yesterday, which we're going to discuss here. We had the PWI 500, so a lot of triggered and salty people on social media today. It is a great day to be on Wrestling Daily with my brother from an Irish mother.
0: Indeed it is. Uh, As you guys know, this is an hour and change earlier than our usual start time. It has almost nothing to do with the fact that I want to watch England at 7.45. Uh, This obviously runs till eight o'clock. It's just a coincidence. We just pushed it forward. Um, But in the World Cup, we pushed uh, the Euro, sorry. We pushed it forward when England were on. So we're going to keep that tradition going. There's a lot of people out there that want to watch the Free Lions. Um, so therefore, we're coming at you an hour earlier. But my word, do we have a lot to talk about. We've got Tessa Blanchard and those reports flying around. Kevin Owens. Uh, and also, I haven't had a chance to chat to my brother since all of the shenanigans that went down this weekend. So you best believe we're going to dive into that a little bit. I know I did with sat yesterday, but we should let SB3 have his say too. Because he didn't get him on Monday. So come on, guys. Yes. Listen, uh, this is another point of the show, though. Those are us setting the table. SB3, they can have their say as well, man. WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. You guys can dictate the show. you got some hot takes. Have you got some thoughts on Kenny Omega being the PWI 500 number one wrestler in the world? Acknowledge him.
2: Acknowledge yeah. him as the number one.
0: You heard the man If you have some thoughts on that or anything else we're going to talk about Or anything else in wrestling Give us an ultra chat We'd love to hear from you Hot takes are the best Can't wait uh, SB3 what's our debate today Our debate today
2: is Adam Cole Brian Danielson CM Punk Which will be more the more important signing
0: For AEW long term <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. And I've only just realized this and so my head's like, ah, but <laughs> it's going to be good. Looking forward to that. So remember, guys, get your ultra chats in. But without further ado, let's get into the titular news, man. And the titular news is revolving around Kevin Owens and Fightful Select's report. About his contract. Before we break it down, SB3, tell us what FIFO reported.
2: FIFO reports that Kevin Owens' WWE deal is up a lot sooner than some have thought. Uh, Kevin Owens did an, an interview in May of 2018 with TVA Sports, where he stated that he signed a new five year contract that would carry into uh, 2023. However, as it turns out, that deal is actually now up in January of 2018. 2022, so just about 4 months away WWE restructured several contracts ahead of the pandemic and for whatever reason Kevin Owens was included in there and they changed his expiration expir- date to January of 2022 WWE has had contract issues as of late as we mm-hmm. are firmly aware of uh whether it be Pete Dunne and his contract uh coming up but him being offered a new deal and of course there was the big blunder with Adam Cole where him me, him or the company did not know That his contract was up in July So it's been mighty mighty Interesting of course we had the Alistair Black now Malachi Black Situation where he didn't have a 90 day Non-compete clause he had a 30 day uh, Non-compete clause and Sean Russap, who has been the The woge if you're a basketball Fan the uh. woge of, of Wrestling reporting he Has said he said earlier in the year that This uh, you know free agency Or contract season in wrestling would be a lot longer than other years and boy oh boy is he correct because Kevin Owens is another big name and he added to the speculation before the report came out where he tweeted out the coordinates for Mount Rushmore, not because he's a big history buff, but because Mount Rushmore was the name of his stable in PWG with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. And then he deleted that tweet, but he did edit his bio, and it, his bio location now says, almost there. where three of the four members of Mount Rushmore are there in AEW, and apparently Kevin Owens is almost there,
0: allegedly, Reportedly. I mean, it's weird. If he was teasing, right, and to, to just tease, I think that'd be very weird in WWE right now. I think he probably is on his way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we know how close he is with guys like Adam Cole and, and the Bucks from his independent days. If I'm Kevin Owens looking at how WWE treat me, and he's had a good career, but that's what I would call it, good in WWE. Yeah. He could have had a great one. Right, like you know, they they could have really let him run loose, but he hasn't had a title run since 2017, yes. early 2017. That is, by the way, um, they've never thought to put the title back on him since then, which is pretty incredible. Um, you know, he's had great moments like working with the McMahons, which you know, okay, whether you thought the angle was amazing or not, and I, I think it was amazing the whole him attacking Vince, um, but still, like being put in that spot is a big deal. Yeah. I think um, it's same as Adam Cole, and this is the rationale I use when everyone was going, oh, what's he going to do? And I was like, well, I think AW," Not because I knew, because I didn't. But I just felt, you look at the deck and all of his friends being there, it's comparable money, less dates. His missus was there as well. For Kevin Owens, after the years of the way he's been using WWE, I think he's he'll probably feel like, yeah, I did that. I've done that now. Different to Adam Cole. He had that. Now he can go to AEW and do his thing. Uh, I don't think that there are teasers just to be teasers sake. I, I, if, if someone said to me right now, which way is it going to go? I'd probably lean on Kevin Owens going to AEW. And it's funny. Cause we talk about these contracts and all of the blunders that WWE have had. And I, I would love to get a breakdown of why they've shortened some deals in restructuring. That makes no sense, but nope. okay. Um, I'd like to hear about this process. I'd like to hear about their contract process full stop because I don't know what's going on right now over there. And, that, you know, uh, as we know, if, if to make a sports team equivalent, if you have a valuable property like in the Premier League, you don't let them get into the last two years, 18 months of their deal. Yeah. You don't. And it's a different landscape because people can buy your players, but their value decreases the closer they get to that contract expiration. Uh, And in in most, in some cases, you can lose them for nothing. I guess the same equivalent with the NBA would be if they don't sign a contract extension and they want to move on, your trade value instantly dips because people know they want out. Right now, WWE should be scrambling. And I mean scrambling to tie people down because right now it's like a hemorrhage that has started. You know, we've seen it with them releasing people, but now it's a case of they're losing people. People are waiting out their deals, Cole and Bryan being the most recent examples. And AEW are picking up some of the best talent in the world. And yeah. make no mistake about it, a Kevin Steen in AEW, like a shackles off Kevin Owens. We've got Daniel Bryan out here saying he wants to kick, kick people's fucking heads in. And now imagine Kevin Steen in that environment, like, nah man. I again I think there'd be a huge look and uh, I think AEW would would absolutely want to pick up Kevin Owens, man. It's it's fascinating the landscape right now, SP3
2: and there's a lot of other factors at play here where it just points more and more to this because not only does he have like the mountain rushmore connection he has the cody Rhodes and kevin owens is probably the number one name that doesn't get enough credit for his responsibility in forming all elite wrestling because without Mm -hmm. his relationship with cody Rhodes and the young bucks they don't become friends because he was the one that told cody that you should align you should go and you know work with the young bucks when you get out of wwe and he went to the young bucks and said take care of cody when he goes out on the independence that led to cody joining the bullet club which led to the friendship with the young bucks which led to him becoming a part of the elite being the elite Dave Meltzer puts out that tweet saying, "You guys, uh, n- no company outside of WWE can sell out a ten thousand seat arena. We have all in. All in leads to AEW. Kevin mm. Owens is the is the starting factor. He's the starting factor. He's, va- he's the root of the cause of all of this. So, yeah, well, I mean, he's a he's a he's a part. I
0: mean, he's the root. He's the root. I give him credit. He's the part Kevin of- Owens,
2: If he doesn't." make like- friends we don't get to maybe we do but we don't get to where we are right now Honestly, because without eight, without All In, Tony Khan has said It many times, that was the 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 real, like, big thing Like, it was the uh, uh, Jericho Omega match that made him be like Hmm, maybe there's something there For another company to come in, but it was The success of All In that made him Be like, no, there definitely is A place for another major Promotion, and I don't think We get to All In, I don't think Cody Has the confidence to put something like this together on his own i think it was really his friendship with the young bucks and seeing their success you know going into hot topic the merchandise so i i i can make i can make an argument that needs to be a future debate for us to to discuss what if kevin owens doesn't doesn't form a the relationship
0: the <laughs> what is got another I mean, one like, the bottom line in all of that is it without Tony Khan, it doesn't matter if they're friends yeah. or not. So, Absolutely. you know, that that's probably the bottom line. But still, I think it's, like, so funny that Dave Meltzer is, like, almost a catalyst to the All In show happening with that tweet. And he's, like, the biggest proponent of all of them. Like, it was, oh, Dave Meltzer on AEW's payroll. And it's like, well, I mean, they were kind of doing the first show to spite him, you know? And then uh, and, here we and, are. And-
2: I think that's why he's such a big supporter because they was like, they proved me wrong, so I gotta support them now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like like, they shut me up.
2: I can't hate, I can't hate when they shut you up. And it's like there's a lot of different factors at play. Like you said, you know, he's had a good run with WWE. I would say his first two years on the main roster, and if you include you know his run, his six-month run in NXT was one of the best of all time. He won the NXT championship, the universal championship, the intercontinental championship the United States championship got into a feud with the McMahon family all in his first two years from like when coming in at the, the very latter of 2014 into 2017, he had a hell of a run, but it just seems like from 2017 on, they have let, Old, the older stars kind of get ahead of him and it's pushed him down the card. Yes they come mm-hmm. back to him on occasion and you know, he had the great feud with with Chris Jericho which was one of the and their whole storyline was one of the highlights of 2016 going into 2017. Yes. But they chose Goldberg and Brock Lesnar over them for the Universal Championship even though they were the planned Universal Championship match at WrestleMania 33 because Goldberg was hot at the time because he just came back they went with their nostalgia over it i know i'm saying that g word way too many times so i'll stop um you know even when you go back to the very beginning although he had a very great i would say great two-year run when he first came to the main roster he beats john cena in his first match and then we get to the scene storyline of they win the first one but they always lose out in the feud so it even Leasible. started it even started then. And just constantly, there's always been stars that they've just chose over him. He defeats Kev- uh, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 36. You know, he t- decided to, you know, take time off at the time. But Seth Rollins was in a WWE Championship match the following month after losing to <laughs> Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. So it's like they have all the, the power to make him a vocal point. And he had a great feud with Roman Reigns at the end of 2023 to 2020 excuse me into 2000 into this year at the beginning but right, and he came out of there with massive amount of momentum he did not look bad he was screwed every single time he went against Roman Reigns but we just seen a steady decline of him going down the card they revisited the Sami Zayn feud for WrestleMania then he's in the Intercontinental title scene then he's not now he's feeding with Happy Corbin and by segue, I guess, Logan Paul, if they decide to use mm. him more. It's just slowly but surely they've taken him down the card once again. And it's just like, does he want the opportunity to have the creative freedom to be the Kevin Owens that, or the Kevin Steen? that we saw before his time in WWE that we really haven't seen since his run in NXT. Like I was doing an article today for sports kid wrestling on the, the reasons why he should go to AEW. And I was like the intricate storytelling and the attention to detail of the prize fighter, where he had the noble reason of trying to win the NXT championship for his family, but he was doing dastardly deeds to do that. It was a great heel character where you, you can understand the reasons why he's, doing it but he's doing it the wrong way and it was so it was so multi-dimensional we haven't seen that since he's come on the main roster we might have still it might have just trickled in with this with this John Cena feud but we really haven't seen that and they could have had that story with him winning so many titles in his first two years and he's had great moments with Chris Jericho the McMahon family but we just haven't seen that dimensional character that he was in NXT that he was before NXT and If he wants that creative freedom, the best place for him to go
0: is AEW. It's so funny because in 2004, right, when Goldberg and and Brock Lesnar, Lesnar drops the title to Eddie Guerrero because, and I quote, Vince McMahon said, that match doesn't need a world title, right? This is WrestleMania 20. 13 years later, for some reason, Vince decides in the middle of a run where we're really making the guy and the best story in wrestling, I would argue. I would that argue point, that too. Was was Jericho and Owens. He said, no, the returning Goldberg in his 50s does need the title. It's ludicrous. It is insane. I Again, this is another long list of Goldberg-related things that I just won't forgive or or let go. Um, and, and that was one of the telling moments there, that Kevin Owens was not, going to be the guy. They don't even bother explaining why Triple H helped him win the title. We still don't really know. Nope. Um, it, it's, it, it's a very strange thing with Kevin Owens because he's, for instance, he was very over when the crowd came back this year. One of the biggest pops was when his music hit on that SmackDown. Yes. And yet, as you say, he's not positioned in a way where he's important. He's like a cog, a, a talented one that they know has some worth, but they kind of go, okay, well, where can we plug him in and he doesn't ever have like, it's not like Roman or, or Seth or, you know, like, okay, we're going to line up these feuds for him. He, he kind of just fits in where they put him. In AEW, it could be completely different, right? He, he yeah. has a lot of history with the guys as well as chemistry and stuff. And it's so funny to me because WWE, and honestly, I don't want this show to become something where it's like just trash WWE. I really don't. Um, but at the same time, you have to call it, how you see it, and really, there's only one way the wave of momentum's going. WWE, in terms of how they've positioned people in recent years, they've kind of made their own bed. Like AEW are doing great, right? They make they're, they're making a lot of sound decisions, logical stuff, right? They're concentrating on their product, but it feels like WWE has kind of just opened the door for them so many times, like. You know, and these contracts are a great example of that. But there are so many things that WWE could have avoided if they just did things properly, right? Like if they just if they just didn't live in their own little weird world where they think they can do whatever they want, they could have avoided so many of these issues that have led to AEW being able to pick up the ball and saying, "Well, it's like the old saying: like um, you know, you, you drop a diamond, someone picks up, but you know, it's worth a lot more to them." Like that's what AEW seem to be doing. They are able to go. You couldn't see value in these people, we absolutely can. And let me show you how that works. That there was social media was full of people going, Man, Andrade should be doing more, shouldn't he? In WWE, uh, yeah, same, same for Alistair Black, man, he's got a lot of talent. Like, it can't just be all of us and AEW, and then AEW and WWE go, ah, I don't know, I ain't really got anything for them. Like, it's that mindset. Which is what I want the point to so I'm circling back to. WWE and this new edict, which Samojo tells me isn't new, but this this resumption of the big man, the WWE one. The big man and young, and we're gonna make these larger than life characters. I think WWE have sincerely underestimated what the modern-day wrestling fan wants, and whether they think they're catering to the wrestling fan or not. AW, with you know, that has the perfect combination of like WWE legends and, and established talent like Moxley and Jericho, and then the indie boom that had the Young Bucks and Omega, and you know, Rhodes is obviously a blend of that, but Kevin yeah. Owens is, is a product of that as well, and, and uh, Danielson, and they're all coming together this gr- amazing nucleus of talent. There's no seven footers there. People aren't watching the show going, fuck me, I just need some height. Nobody's Come on, Where's doing the that. big
2: guys? Where's the almostes of the world?
0: Exactly. Like, And there's nothing against Zomos. I'm sure he's going to be great yeah. in what he does. I mean, I, I, again, that will be for some people. But like, the wow factor of a big man to me wears off, right? Like, unless you're like a taker or a Lesnar, unless there's only like, what, like 6'2, six 6'3. Six like, yeah. I say only useful. You know, but um, huge. <laughs> th- those guys, you know, j- just being tall is what I'm saying wears off. There is a whole catalogue of guys who were just big. Snitsky was massive. Well, it Doesn't mean he you're going to make it. Great, Carly. You know, th- there's a whole you know, Matt Morgan, the Blueprint. There-, there, are like a ton of guys who were just huge, and W went, "Wow, look at them!" But they don't last, and, and that, to me, is something you don't build. Uh, A a product around You build a product around nice stories uh, Sorry, entertaining stories Like AEW have And great talent, and that's what they've got, man And and I feel like those um, Opposing views Those opposing kind of mindsets Is ultimately what's undoing WWE They really need to wake up, realise What wrestling is today And what people are gravitating towards Because the Performers already are They are already speaking with what they see. And honestly, I I just feel like WWE are kind of stubborn at this point.
2: yeah because wwe has a different goal than aew aew has shown that they're hey mexico what's going on <laughs> uh we got they um they just want to you know kate ca- it seems like they want to cater to the professional wrestling fan they're trying to bring in the hardcore wrestling fans again and inspire them to have have the same feeling that they had for wwf back in the attitude era or wcw at its height whichever organization you were into ecw there's a lot of Oh, those elements those three uh you know promotions elements in AEW and that's the reason why fans are gravitating to them and trust me me and Alice both love WWE but we had a conversation earlier today we mm. have just grown to accept what WWE is their goal is to make money and they're doing it hand over fist, so they have no reason to change. As long as they're making money, as long as there's there's uh, networks like Fox and USA that keep you know extending their rights fees and giving them more money, and they make deals for a billion dollars with Peacock, they will have no reason to change. And that the the result of that is you're going to have performers like Adam Cole like Brian Danielson that just make a decision to go somewhere else because they find they find it more intriguing, more fun. There's a certain yeah, it's a, it's a certain level of stimulation that WWE just doesn't give you anymore. Brian Danielson talked about it. He was in the main event of WrestleMania and he felt nothing. He said that to Alex. He felt nothing. And a lot of parallels can be seen in Kevin Owens and CM Punk because a lot of people focus on you know the fact CM Punk was you know WWE champion for 434 days and then they decided to put the WWE title into twice in a lifetime with The Rock and John Cena because that made money for them the year previous and you know people harp on that to this day but a lot of people don't harp on the fact they have a lot of people don't harp on the fact that Brock Lesnar and Goldberg at WrestleMania 33 did not need the universal championship. You could have continued on with the story that was being built between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens constantly was a person that reached for those brass rings. They, 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 have the whole 24 series or his 365 series where he went to Vince after his matchup with Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 33, and Vince just was like, "No good. It was no good. It was no good." Like he just that, and that broke his heart. He was just a little kid trying to get approval from his daddy, Vince. Hey, the running. Hey,
0: hello. Hello. Show them your teeth. You? Show them Ah, look! First one's gone. Good girl. Huh?
2: Greater than Oscar.
0: What did the two fairy do last night? She gave me the coin. They gave you the coin. Ah. Okay. There you play with daddy's microphone. You gave me the coin. They gave you the coin. huh What Top. a nice. All right. <laughs> oh, where's your other sister? Where's Halle Berry? Oh,
2: we're getting both.
0: We're getting, I, I can hear them. They've just run ins, like, run ins galore. Uh, uh, look at all these people watching you and your little gap tooth. They, uh, they love it, they love it. Good, they love it. A kid, you know, you <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, A kid,
2: I don't want to kiss the tooth.
0: What's that? We got, hey! we got
2: Mod Mother Minnie McCarthy running.
0: This is to me. Hey, ah, the other <laughs> one's running away from me right now. Oh she's my like, god! No. And look at look at the viewers going up as she was on stage. She she's a draw. She's wanted. a draw. She draw. <laughs> Allie, what are you doing, Allie Berry? Come here. <laughs> grab you.
2: The Allie ah, and Harper ah, running.
0: <laughs> what's that? Oh, that's the Nintendo Switch. You can't have that. Look, say hello.
2: Hey. Oh, oh she's, she's, the she's, she's the shy
0: one. It. She's the shy she's got one. Got that's right. give, daddy, give, daddy, uh, hmm. give daddy a kiss for bed oh that's a fire oh, there right. you go go on then you as well go to your mama see you later look at that
2: mini McCarthy's to AEW Sorry. confirmed
0: no, I, I I keep trying to I keep trying to drill it in that like you know I'm going to train these not that I could train anyone but I'm like you know they're going to be a tag team they're going to be a great draw the McCarthy girls um, the mum hasn't got on board yet but there you have it Hallie and
2: Harper Mack
0: by, the, by the time, by the they're time, coming.
2: by the time uh, they're they're growing up, AEW will have women's tag team championships. I, I guarantee it. We're, we're we're headed down that path.
0: You know, it's going to be some terrible play on Triple H, it's like Double H, uh, Hallie Hallie and Harper, the the two Max. There it is.
2: Hallie wow. and Harper. I love it. I love it. They're all yeah. elite. Hashtag Sorry. all elite. Make they the totally- banners.
0: They totally ruined your uh, <laughs> your role on what was going on WWE then. I'm
2: totally fine. I'm totally. they took my shot. It's all good. But yeah, like like I said, there's but a lot of parallels. Tre-
0: tre- We're going to send them to the dojos, get them off to stardom. There you go. You, you know you, look, By the time they're ready, Yuka Sakazaki is going to be like this legendary veteran and I'm going to be like Yuka, please Yuka. Uh, train them train trained them yeah <laughs> sprinkle your stardust on my girls please uh,
2: no i would just say there's there's just a lot of parallels between cm punk and kevin owens and danny o'brien for that matter i hear a lot of people say oh danny o'brien they gave his family so much my my wife who who i've said before is a wwe employee like they gave his family so much i was like did they Cause he didn't want to be on no reality show. He didn't want that. He, he began, yeah, he won the WWE championship after the fans basically forced WWE's hand. Like they wanted to keep him in the background to keep him at a certain level for so long. And like he said, he got a great relationship with Vince, but he felt like Vince wanted to, Overprotect him you know you could think of that in a bad way i think of that in in more like a good way of they they wanted to keep him at a certain level keep him at a certain pace they wanted to use him when they see fit now he has the opportunity to explore more and do more in the professional wrestling business so that's why people are going to aew and it might be the reason why kevin
0: owens joins them i think it's so funny when people go um you know daniel bryan had literal family in WWE, well, I mean, John Lorena, you know, he married his mum in law. I don't know, it's not blood, like, come on now. Um, a little different, but, just a little, uh, yeah. just a
2: little different. And, I do and, know
0: what they mean though, like, you know, it should make that whole negotiation process easy in theory. You know, he that's what he does, talent relations. So, it's an awkward one at the Christmas dinner table, right? But, um, you know, as yeah, <laughs> uh. But, yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, I I feel a lot – and I was making this point yesterday um, and I did on Talk Wrestling. The main difference between, you know, a lot of people going, oh, AEW, scooping up XWWE or, like, you know, they're like WCW. They're not like WCW. WCW, when people were moving there, it was all about money. It was all about guaranteed deals. That was the main draw of leaving for WCW. Less dates, more money. Now, as Daniel Bryan says, he wants to pro-wrestle. That's what yes. he wants to do. Adam Cole wants to work in an environment that he knows he's going to like. People are being attracted by the company and the product. Right? And the fans. Which, yeah, and the rest comes later with that, right? Like, and I, and I I guarantee they're being paid well. But, I mean, in terms of the money being the be-all and end-all, no, I don't think it is anymore. And I don't think that's the motivator for any of these moves. Certainly CM Punk. I mean, you could argue, or maybe, you know, he'd been out for a long time and he needed a payday. Like I've seen that narrative spouted. Uh, He made money, trust me. Uh, he did. He, he, he didn't need to come back to wrestling, but he wanted to. And that's the key thing there. Uh Anyway, we spoke about this at length. We do have an ultra chat that's kind of on this note. We've got a couple, in fact. Uh, hey. Bo Hill says, so sick of Another WWE guy narrative. The signings they have been making shouldn't be thought as another WWE guy, but more as a Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Uh, exactly. And story, story time with Adam Cole is back.
2: I like that ultra chat, Bo Hill, and I and I'm you know I love me Samoa Joe, and he's added a lot to NXT. But I really wanted to fill up my ROH bingo card, and I wish mm. he would have held off ignored the text back from uh, triple H and he would have at least talked to the other side. If he had an attempt to talk to the other side, see what they're doing. I think that we could have filled the entire ROH bingo card. And I will say, you know, the report came out from Dave Belzer that Europe was charging way too much for a final countdown. That's why yeah. we got the bobski. And I enjoyed your use of the word bobski yesterday on uh, Wrestling Daily. So I appreciate that. Um, but we got the bobsky new theme for, uh, for Brian Danielson. You know, the remix, The Flight of the Valkyries. I will... Get you can you could take your final countdowns, you could take your cult of personalities. Kevin Steen comes back, give me unsettling differences. His ROH and PWG t- theme that's the GOAT theme, that's a GOAT theme. And I, I missed it for so many years. I re listened to it yesterday when the news dropped, and I was like, give me this back,
0: please. I, I actually do love Kevin Owens' WWE theme. I've got to tell you, I really do. I mean, I like things like like that. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying he has a, he does have a good theme. Obviously he He does, he does,
2: but but I like themes with words and words that fit the character. That's what unsettling differences was.
0: Well, there you have it guys. Uh, We do have a few more ultra chats in the chamber. Um, I see Chris Petru saying, I agree with Bo Hill. I'm annoyed when I read AEW is just signing former WWE talent online. In the Attitude Era, I didn't hear WWF is just signing WCW talent when Jericho, Big Show, and the Radicals jump ship. It's silly. Love you guys. Hashtag Wrestling Daily. Life. Well done, brother, brother. Thank you, Chris Petru. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the 90s, I always thought that, like, it's better as it is now to have a landscape where wrestlers have choices and more places to work. I think it's kind of often misrepresented the way it worked in the Monday night wars like in the early yeah. going, of course Luger and uh, the outsiders and all that good stuff. But um, towards the end, there was a lot of back and forth like Jeff Jarrett was going back and forth uh, X pack six. Like that, that was a, there was a few guys that were just bouncing right yeah. from place to place. Um, and that's kind of the way it would work. Of course, it is because if you've got the talent, there's only two different places, and that's pretty much gold dust. It's pretty much going to happen that way. Um, Triple H, Triple H, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, um, that was earlier. I, I guess the exact. Yeah, but, I mean, they all work, right?
2: Like, they all went. They all uh, they all started somewhere else, and then went there. Like if you look at the the top of the card, outside of the Rock in the Attitude era, Triple H started in angle. WCW. Uh yeah, and angle. Uh Triple A started in WCW, McFoley started in WCW, like Stone Cold started in WCW, Undertaker started in WCW, like yeah. It, and even goes back further than that. Like, all, everybody says, oh, W – you know, the WWF side mostly. Because I can't even say this is, like, a new generation thing because I did hear this when I was a kid that, oh, WCW is just signing WWF talent. No, Razor Ramon and Diesel started off in WCW. So, they're just taking them back after they got yeah. they got to be stars. Yeah. Like, we'll take them back now.
0: Don't, yeah, don't get <laughs> me wrong. Like, you know, uh, and I think that's always a, a semantic thing. Like, WW definitely uh, – quote-unquote made guys, right? Like Undertaker, like guys that WCW didn't know what to do with. Austin, Undertaker, Nash, and Hall are exceptional examples of that. WCW had them, didn't know what to do with them. WWE get them massive, massive stars. And then WCW, like, oh, well, we'll take them back now. They've got massive name value and we'll pay them X amount of money. You know, Hulk Hogan's not even a WWE guy, right? Like there's a lot of, like you just said, The Rock is one of the only ones that they made proper homegrown. I like even Cena was kind of out on in the indies before he actually got to WWE. Yeah. Um, not like ring of honor and stuff, but he was working like the California scene.
2: UWF. Yeah.
0: And I think, um, you know, reigns, I guess is another one, but that again, all that lineage, that's one trail. Kurt Angle is one There, there isn't many that WWE have just yeah. created a massive star and not many companies do. Spoiler yeah. alert. A lot of wrestlers go out there and they have to gain experience to then, you know, finally arrive at the dance. Like, back in the day, there would be a lot of wrestlers who didn't make it to WWE till they're like late 30s, you know, mid 30s. Like Dean Malenko but it was like late 30s when he finally yeah. got to WWE. We, you know, even in this era, Finn Balor and AJ Styles, they've been around the block by the time oh, they, they, they get lot? there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and th- there's a lot of wrestlers that are like that. Um, so I don't think... I, I, I really don't buy into the whole... You know, like, oh, you got him from here, you got him from there. It's what you do with said talent that matters. And given that WWE has dominated the landscape for the past 20 years, well, Jesus Christ, wouldn't you be surprised that a lot of the top wrestlers that you're going to get your hands on have WWE strings attached to them? That's going to happen, right? Like, it's, it's very seldom you're going to find an amazing talent in the last 10 years that hasn't grace wwe like kenny omega is a true anomaly as as are the young bucks um and even he by the way did touch wwe exactly. but they you know anyway uh <laughs> i'm just going on rants uh, right also said i love AEW because they reward you for following these people like cole was telling kenny you think i forgot what you did to me if you have been following them since new japan and ring of honor you know the history between them uh, yeah i, I think aw yeah. is just like an ever expanding family to the fan base Do you know what i mean like yes. um they get invested in the fat in the the talent the fans feel like included in the journey it doesn't feel like wwe where uh again I, i've said before love wwe but i feel like they've become so big they are like in their own world and they think they have their own rules where it's like yeah we we'll punish you for this. If you don't do things properly, you get heat for this. And it's like, I don't know. I don't think they, sometimes I think they forget how the real world works. Like that's, that's not really what would happen in any other business. And Tony Khan has kind of masterfully said, we're not going to run like they do. And for those who are sick of that, that's presented the choice. But as you say, the fans have become a real vital component. Every, all the talent seem to be saying this in why they sign, with AEW, and that must be a part of it that they they've managed to cultivate that relationship so well.
2: Yeah, I talked about it with uh, Steph Chase over on her channel. We did a review of All In and she asked me, she was like, you know, I went to All In and she was like, yes, I was there. You can hashtag it in the live chat. Um, Uh, She asked me what made me go to All In and I told her about the whole journey. Like I was a Ring of Honor fan. I went to my first Ring of Honor event in 2006 and I kind of, I was there for like when Brian Danielson was already like ROH world champion, then he comes back after a couple of months off and he's like, considered this God. And that's how became my favorite wrestler. But then when he left in 2009, I like drifted away from ring of honor, but it was Kevin, Kevin Steen and El Generico and their feud that got me back into it. You know, seeing guys like Seth Rollins and saying, yo, that guy's going to be something. And my friend's telling me, Oh no, no, he's nothing. He's not. And I was like, no, he's going to be something. So I could always say to my friend, yeah, I saw something in Seth Rollins before all you." You did. I saw something in Tyler Black before he was Seth Rollins, so it's like all of that and that type of like love of seeing them from the bottom and making them go to the top started from the bottom. Now we hear, you know, like like Drake always says. So to go on that journey and then you know the Young Bucks come back after their initial run in Ring of Honor and they're just stealing the show on every show. And then they go to New Japan and I discover New Japan through the Young Bucks. And then I hear, oh, they got this YouTube show where you can see like what happens when they're not in wrestling, and that. Makes Made me go on a whole journey with them With being the elite and my first being the Elite I saw the karaoke Between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega And Adam Cole and that was the whole thing that Hooked me on BTE was the fight For the love of the Young Bucks between Cole And Omega and that's why I love Cole joining the elite because Now they can retell the story All mm. over again for the new Audience that's what it's all about And it's seeing them go on the whole Journey and to be on the journey from Before AEW makes me me love where they're at today because I never would have imagined this. And I was there where the pay-per-view goes off for most people who saw it through the pay-per-view, but I was there in Chicago and got to hear their speech where they said to us, we're going to stick together. And we didn't know what that meant. We didn't know if they were going to go to WWE together, they were going to stay in Ring of Honor together, or they would create something new, but they created something new. And it makes you feel that, ground, that groundswell, that from the bottom type of fans. It's Totally different going to an AEW show Than a WWE show When you go to a WWE show you kind of get into the whole theme of a lot of fans trying to get make yourself entertained within yourself sometimes because you you're not as invested into the outcomes. Like I feel when you go to AEW, they're very invested in the outcomes, whether or not they're invested in the match from the start, they're invested in the outcome of everything and they want to react big to everything. And that's what made Adam Cole and Brian Danielson's debut so special. And why I had this that 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 was this just, just just joyous feeling in me after that show where I just tweeted out. I was like, I may have just saw the greatest pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it is for sure. And that's why I always said may or one of, because I don't know if it's for sure. I have to go. I need time away from it because it's recency bias. But I would say it's definitely the best show I've seen since, like, definitely like probably money in the bank 2011 made me feel the certain way but the Mm. aftermath and being away from it kind of is like was it that impactful because he comes back eight days later and stuff like that or it's probably the greatest events as i've seen since wrestlemania 17 but it's definitely the best ending i saw because wrestlemania 17's ending led to a downfall in business so it's definitely Mm. the best ending i've seen to a pay-per-view ever
0: yeah i would say that although you know i don't know at the time when i watched 17 i was like yeah i was shocked I was shocked because you're a kid you're not trying to calibrate what business is like like so if we're judging on like how it made you feel then well i was a Um, i was a
2: rock fan and i was upset me too
0: i was very 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 upset speaking (laughs) of which i want to address this in the chat and correct some things was the rock on the indies before signing with wwe and ricky bobby says yes it was no he was not um now uh Russ says it. Yes, the rock was in Memphis. Yes, he was. He was in USWA, if I'm not mistaken. But let me tell you, he signed with WWE and then went there and worked for Jerry Lawler's promotion. Please exactly. do not test me on the rock. <laughs> um, he so he had signed, he met with Pat Patterson directly. Jim Ross first. They did several trial matches with Dr. Tom. Then he signed. Then he got some experience as Flex Kavana. I believe that was his name. Yes, yes, it was. In, in memphis uswa but he was always signed to wwe so he didn't work the indies prior to wwe he was signed by wwe when he had his first ever match and then eventually he made his debut at survivor series i am 99 percent sure that's that's the fact
2: and if you don't know, just watch season two of Young Rock because that's what's coming. It, you already saw oh, it? that. Yeah, you already saw that at the end of season one that they set in the breadcrumbs to that because he goes to Canadian Football League, which is kind of the predecessor to eventually <laughs> going into the business. But he kind of talks about that at the end of season one. So you're going to see it if, the, you know, I think they already got extended for a season two. Season two is definitely going to get into that.
0: Yeah, so I guess like you know, it was just the Jerry Lawler, Lawler relationship with WWE is the best way to look at it. That he yeah. went to USWA, but no, he was very much uh, a WWE guy uh, from the beginning. Uh, right, <laughs> we're running out of time. Uh, let's talk Tessa Blanchard quick. I want to say quickly on the on the note before that, you know, for years it's funny. The last few days I've had no, you know, people on Twitter be like, "Oh, Alex just loves AEW," which is so lazy. Um, for for ages I've been accused of being, like, this WWE lover, Uh, like, you know, just positive and, you know, because I choose to be positive about the wrestling that I watch more often than not, Uh, you know, lots of people would criticize that, and they'd be like, oh, you know, he's just a shill or whatever. And then as soon as, uh, like, someone else does a good show, they're like, ah! But, like, um, I'm rooting for – I will always be rooting for WWE. Like, it's like, you know, like your first girlfriend specialty, right? Like, the first time, getting jiggy-jiggy. You know. It's special. You don't forget. That's kind of what WWE is to me. They made me fall in love with wrestling, and you don't forget your first love, right? No. Um, and and that's kind of how I always feel. Like I want them to be great. I'm just past the point now of realizing when you know. There's no point in me sitting there and saying, "Well, you know, they just need to change their infrastructure and get rid of these writers, and you know, go back to because it's just not going to happen until there's a complete overhaul when Vince is gone or whatever. Like, it's just not going to happen. And there's no point in me wasting my breath saying, oh, we should do this or we should do that. It's just pointless. So I exactly. appreciate it. And I still think WWE has some of, a lot of the best talent in the world. I love their roster. Yes. But the product sometimes is hard to consume. And I still don't forget Triple H and that standing in the ring being like, you know, we're going to change it for you, all four of them. And nothing's really changed.
2: Nope. Nothing. Nope. I told you their goal is to make money, and I'm totally fine with that. If people people get accused have accused me in the past of being like a pro AEW, and like I said, I've I've kind of seen the journey even before they were created. But WWE kind of puts food in my kids' mouth, so I want them to be successful, but Mm -hmm. I'd rather not disappoint myself or punish myself by asking them to change when i have 20 years of evidence that says they won't i just want them to keep making money because mm. as long as they're happy i'm happy my wife's yeah. happy my kids are happy it's just you just kind of kind of suffer if you keep asking them to be something mm. that they don't want to be you can't change people yeah. who have been in a rut the,
0: <laughs> the even the even more frustrating thing is that within this like Mediocrity that they like to put out, or just for, you know, it seems kind of lazy because it's just repetitive. They do have the occasional goldmine mine and magic, and you look at it and you're like, they can do it. That's kind yeah. of the frustrating thing. Um, again, always rooting for WWE. And I understand that why they're making record profits, they're not really thinking we need to address something. But I think the vast majority of us realize that they do. And and shout is, out to
2: slam and Sammy Joe, our new member, exactly. a new egg, a new egg hatched. <laughs>
0: Yeah, i love the way she's got a prefix on on the name slamming like a stone called slamming he, Sammy Joe. he's a
2: part of the true hills community he always is in our live chat so so i appreciate him becoming a an, an elite good egg of the wrestling daily community
0: very good very good welcome sir appreciate you uh so yeah i, I think that that's just the bottom line on that one like I, I, I love the company and, and and I've got the amazing memories of it. And it's just, I realise that they are doing what they're doing and it's, you know, it's fine to kind of say, okay, well, you know, I know what I look for in my wrestling and I can find it in different places. And that's what yeah. AEW have done masterfully. Well, let's talk about Tessa Blanchard before we have like a two minute debate. Um, she, in the report coming out at the moment, SP three is that nobody and I say nobody, I mean AW and WWE specifically want to touch Tessa Blanchard. But apparently, the only people she really has had talks were NWA.
2: Yes, she's been described as nuclear. Nuclear, mm. uh, describes that nuclear due to her issues. She's
0: who, who's, uh, whose report is this again?
2: Uh, this is bodyslam.net, which is very reliable. Cassidy, Cassidy Haynes, very who, reliable, who, who, who did report about uh Brian Danielson signing with AEW, and he was proven correct on Sunday. So he is a very reliable source here. And he says that both WWE and AEW have described her as nuclear and not or and have no interest in signing her. This comes off the heels of AEW All Out 2021, where a certain section of fans, maybe like 20 30 of them, from what I heard from people that were there, were chanting we want Tessa during the Casino Battle Royale, while the rest of the crowd chanted back, no we don't, no we don't. All I heard was the no we don't part. I didn't even hear the we want Tessa Tessa part, but it's very understandable. She had a lot of issues before she won the Impact World Championship uh, with reports coming out that she used derogatory comments towards La Rosa Negro when she was in Japan and being a bully, described as a bully with her backstage behavior uh, in Japan as well. And then, you know, becoming Impact World Champion, the first ever female to become that champion. And then uh, taking the sabbatical during the pandemic when all the company asked her to do was send in promos. She didn't even want to do that. She wanted to stay in Mexico. So they basically uh fired her before her deal was about to be up like she only had like a week left on her deal and impact decided to fire so impact has no interest of re-signing her now you know wwe and aew are the same but she has talked to nwa and i put out there on twitter I think NWA should go for it. And I think she should go for it too, because it can be a proving ground for her for, or, you know, potentially if she does want to sign with one of the two major promotions, she needs time in, in another place to kind of get there. And NWA already hired Tyrese, at least, at least Tessa Blanchard is talented and one of the best female wrestlers in the world. You might as well go for it.
0: Hmm. I mean, I it's, obviously through interviewing people and such, I've gotten to know a lot of people in wrestling and yeah. I've gotta say anytime I've ever spoke about Tessa there aren't many positive things that are said yeah no. um I am she is still in her mid twenties I am all for people growing and being able to have a chance to be a better person but man you've got to earn it. Right, you have to work, nothing's handed to you in that department. I am certainly a vastly different person at thirty-three than I was at twenty-five. So so I think um I I would never want to just be like, you know what, Tessa's yeah, just just discard her. I I don't I don't think that's fair, but at the same time, you cannot disregard the her and the you know, because she was very the comments she made around the time, you know, denying the rumors for one, which I think we all know just by Volume is false. Yes. Um, but, but being that dismissive and then not really owning up to it didn't help. You know, um. I remember um, Isla Dawn, who's in NXT UK, for those unaware. And she she was really vocal on Twitter. Like, you definitely were a bully. Like, you, you did that to me in Japan, right? Like, and again what Tessa maybe didn't realize during this time that she was doing this, that a lot of the women that she worked with in those days are now in these big companies. Exactly. And and she's not going to be welcome in with open arms. And and that's the problem. I I really, she obviously has great talent. She does. I enjoyed her work in impact, but man, I don't know. I think maybe you got to rebuild and you have to show that you've grown as a person. You know, if NWA will give her that platform, go do it. I say, go do it. And, But I don't think just her work in the ring is going to show that she's grown and is a better person. If she wants to work in these big companies, which someone of her talent should. She's got to do more, in my opinion, um, to to right the wrongs. Um, Who am I to say? But I feel like in terms of making her name uh, attainable again at these top things. There's some work to do clearly because because it's what it's a it's a different situation to like a velveteen dream or someone, but the yeah. stink is is similar where fans it, it just is. aren't forgetting. Nope. No, they
2: won't. And that's why she needs time in another organization. And I'm not just talking about performing in the ring. Yeah, I'm definitely talking about she needs her backstage behavior to circulate and talk about how she's changed from others. And I think NWA is a great place to do that. I mean, uh, I, I've i been very down on them signing Tyrese because he has... Uh, Tyrus. uh, He has stuff outside that are legal issues that uh, maybe you shouldn't be signing him, but they made a choice. Now you set a precedent and you have the opportunity to sign one of the best female wrestlers in the world, regardless of how I feel about her personally. She is one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Yeah. So yeah. this is an NWA needs whatever type of buzz and interest and eyes that they can get on them. If they already have someone who's a polarizing figure, why not get another one who will actually help your product? And then she can help herself by being better.
0: Well, at this point, it's give us a like and subscribe. We've already had a new egg today. Please give us that thumbs up and subscribe. It really helps this channel grow. We appreciate all of you, the hundreds of you that are watching this show right now. We appreciate you very, very much. Uh, with that, though, I think we're going to have to put uh, we have to put the debate in the back burner. I think no worries. The whole, otherwise the whole point of starting earlier will fade. But, um, Listen, I don't know how easy this is gonna to be to set up, but I think Andrew Zarian, what we've learned is he can he can't do Fridays, but he can do midweeks. What about this? What about we do True Who Heat roundtable Friday? And then maybe Andrew Zarian takes your Wednesday next week and you do Friday. Well, I
2: don't know next week, but you know what really would work if he takes the the day of our uh AEW Dynamite Grand Slam in New York I don't I don't know if that would work for him maybe Ooh. giving him an extra week will help help alleviate if he has anything else but i don't know he's in the new york area he might want to go to that himself but it, it, yeah who knows but you you can see but either or yeah it it, it doesn't matter to me i will i will talk to the true hill heat gang we will be Let's on say. yeah yeah we can make that happen on friday i'll see who is free from the true hill heat community so i would love that the last final thing i just want to say is did the pwi get it right is kenny omega the number one during that time span Uh, let's hear um, alex (laughs) uh,
0: um,
2: based on their criteria on on their criteria, and time span yes
0: yes on their criteria yes um which we should probably specify for people that aren't aware um i think again it, it kind of to be honest the criteria i think kind of lends itself to someone who isn't in wwe Yes, because, it does. Um, because it's all about, you know, visibility and uh, getting around the world. You know, like um, yeah, I think it's influence, the visibility, prestige, win a promotion and or industry, in-ring achievement, win-loss records, uh, competition, success against the most varied uh, and highest quality opponents and activity. I-, I would argue that Roman Reigns facing the likes of Edge, Daniel Bryan, John Cena and putting on classics, you know, matches of the year contenders within that last 12 month span, the great Kevin Owens feud, the amazing storytelling with Jey Uso I, I, I think if it was just my list I would potentially have Roman number one, but the criteria to PWI I think it absolutely is, Kenny. And I think I said this on Twitter earlier. It's a real pickem. Like, if, if someone presented this to me and you had Kenny or Roman, I wouldn't argue against either. You're right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be here and go, oh, how could you say Kenny? Like, not at all. I can completely understand that. In fact, I'm still conflicted on who to pick. Like, even now that I've said Roman, I'm like, shit, should I have said uh, Kenny? It's tough
2: i would but like i was like i said i saw the criteria and i told this i saw the time span the time span doesn't even include edge and john cena so that significantly lowers uh Kent, uh roman Reigns' competition and the edge time at
0: Man- edge at mania though like he's you know yeah yeah I mean? yes like, yes yeah, that's true okay, that's I, true, I, that's I, true. I, I cena, cena cena
2: cena yeah. is out but yeah edge is still in you're all right but both were undefeated roman of course wow. universe yes both were undefeated in the time span in singles competition Um. Roman, of course, he had he's with the Universal Championship, but immediately that part of the criteria goes to Kenny Omega because he's AEW impact and a yeah. champion in that time span. And then when you talk about, you know, it, you, that also that criteria also includes tournaments. He won the world title eliminator tournament to become the number one contender. Uh, you know, visibility, like you said, Roman's already in the biggest promotion and that mm. makes the promotion bigger than the star, while Kenny Omega is the world champion for aew in probably their most successful year during a pandemic so it's just like it's it's a lot of things that factor into that
0: i do think i need to separate like my enjoyment for roman reigns right which i would argue is like the highest and and think about it from a um not just a business standpoint, because I think that's unfair because again, the two businesses are so different, but yeah. um, you know, like an influence standpoint, I do think mm-hmm. what Kenny did with working all these different brands and kind of making this new metropolis of wrestling, which is how it feels. I do yes. think is very important. And I would have him number one for that. I feel like Roman's only my number one in essence of I've enjoyed him the most. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so I, I, so <laughs> if I need to, I need to separate that and say, yeah. yes. It's two different things.
2: I'm a huge Roman Reigns fan, and I said I've said it on multiple occasions. Any other year, Roman Reigns is the obvious number one. But when you factor in what Kenny has done for AEW, what he did for Impact Wrestling, their two largest buy rates in 10 years, it's just like it's it's obvious that it's Kenny Omega. And you know, Roman Reigns had a series of matches with Jay Uso, series of matches with Kevin Owens, the great triple thread at WrestleMania. But Kenny has Hangman Page, Penta, Phoenix, uh, Sammy Callahan, Ritz Swan. Like he has more people that are to- totally different styles. He helped bridge the gap with the with the Forbidden Door. What he meant to the to that time span, and when you look at the criteria, I feel like it's very obvious that it's Kenny Omega. But any other year, let me repeat that any other year, Roman Reigns is obviously the number one pick, and both have phenomenal years. So you're not wrong if you pick one or the other. Hmm.
0: I, again, I, I don't think it's very obvious, but I do agree you you have persuaded, if that makes sense, that Kenny is the guy. But again, this is going by the PwI criteria. Yes, right? you, you have, yes, you have you have to uh, you know account for that, and if we do, uh, I guess maybe you're I guess you're right. Um, I do want to say a couple of things here uh, in the weeks moving forward. So not next week, the week after, I'm going to be very busy with Anthony Joshua's fight week as part of my job with Sport. So there might be some more SP3 or whoever in the hot seats around here. And then I think at the end of October, I'm going back to Abu Dhabi with that terrible Wi-Fi. So um, again, <laughs> It, it, there could be some changes of foot with wrestling daily but no worries because we have such a great team for you here guys you had sati nianghi yesterday sb 3 today and tomorrow is steph chase back at the usual time 8 p.m tomorrow let's go watch england win i will see you later right here on wrestling Daily.